We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard a house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah, yeah. We got a call from And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with the season finale of the last call podcast i am your host aaron thompson and alongside me as always i have my co-host nick warner can we get a big round of applause for going 25 episodes without getting canceled pretty yeah did pretty well we did it we did pretty well uh but that doesn't mean we won't be canceled uh maybe after this episode or maybe even after episode one of season two. But thank you all for joining us on this Friday. Uh, Nick, this is the season finale. And guess what? We are going an hour and a half. It's going to be a great episode. And we do have a special guest. Give it up for the second time. Cameron. Yeah. Hooray. Uh, you can't cancel me. I'm back. We, we sure as hell tried, though. We really did. And uh, the people said, uh, we don't want him back, but we said, fuck you, people. We're giving you Cameron again. So, Cameron, thank you for joining us. Uh, Great to have you back. We haven't had you on since, like, episode five, maybe? Yeah, unofficial associate producer of the show. I will claim that title for myself. Yeah, uh, so I made a reference to uh, somebody uh, in our audience who kept telling me I used the transition of but- a lot yeah that was you and uh i'm probably gonna say it at least three or four or 15 times this episode so if you're playing along at home if you want to like use that to help you drink go for it i'm here to here to please and and get people drunk but But, with that being (laughs) with that being said i see i knew i was gonna do it as a joke but you did it anyway but i did and you timed it up exactly you know what i'm gonna do this but aaron with that being said, what are you drinking today? Oh, uh, okay. We're starting with me, not with the guest? Well, you know what? He, I, I, you go. You go. We started okay. this thing. We're going we're gonna to end it. It's all about us on the Last Call podcast. Fuck the guests. Uh, I got a Bud Light seltzer, so same thing I was drinking last time. I got blue raspberry, uh, cherry limeade, and uh, the other one's like cool something, cool freeze maybe. Still throwing me off uh, with the uh, the old school flavors. Summer ice. Sorry, it's summer ice. So I got the uh, Bud Light seltzers. Uh, Nick, what are you drinking? I am. Uh, we're doing something special. I know Budweiser is already special enough for this podcast, but I'm gonna do something special. I'm gonna run myself down the gauntlet here. Is what I'm calling it. The gauntlet. Yeah, the gauntlet. <laughs> uh, it, it's a variety of beers here. So I've got a couple Budweiser's. Uh, we're going to start off with two Budweiser's. We're going to roll into a Taxman, Tropical Wit Held. Um, I don't know, it's some kind of tropical beer. Uh, because I was in Wisconsin this past weekend, I'm going to go to a New Glarus uh, Spotted Cow. After that, we're going to follow it up with a Bell's Two-Hearted Ale. And for old time's sake, we're going to finish it off with one Budweiser, just like we started you're really, uh, really going for it. So you're in Wisconsin with all the cow people. So you picked up some spotted cow. I, Cameron, I indeed did. Cameron, what do you got? Uh, so I don't beer very much at all. Uh, and uh, so I was at the store and 
About the only thing I drink because I lived in Ohio for so long was Yingling. Uh, it's pretty popular over there because it's about as far west as it used to go. So I went to the store and was going to pick up Yingling, and then I saw they had, it's called Yingling Golden Pilsner. I don't know what it is and what makes it Golden Pilsner versus the regular stuff, but uh, eh, we're going to have we're gonna have a night with it. It's the we'll urine. That's that's the, the key ingredient. Uh, am I, so I'm drinking urine? Yeah, that's why it's golden piss. Is actually what it's. Uh, it's pilsner is actually pronounced piss where it was brewed. No, well, I do uh, love I grills. So I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> I don't think no. that's true at all. It's a true fact that I made up. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> so I do want to start off by going back to a topic we covered last week when Schaefer was on. Um, I did it, not going to spend too much time on it. We kind of beat the whole uh, NCAA thing to death, but and then we went into the Shikari Richardson weed smoking one. However, I was talking to my little brother, and my brother did run a college track um, at one point for a couple of years. And I was talking to him about the Shikari Richardson thing, and he gave me a, a different perspective on why weed is illegal by the IOC, International Olympic Committee. And it's not necessarily because it's a performance-enhancing drug. The reason it's, and, and he knows people who are competing in this year's Olympics, uh, you know, he's got, you know, those types of relationships. And they were saying it's because you don't want somebody who's throwing the javelin or the hammer throw highs a kite while they're competing. Could you imagine somebody high out of their mind throwing an object that could just impale somebody or paralyze them? So it's not even a, a, a performance enhancing. It's a safety issue. So I'm more worried about somebody who's doing Olympic diving and deciding they just want a cannonball off of the, I don't know what, 20 meter dive, which would actually be pretty sweet. Yeah, that's 60 feet in the air for those of you at home. I think that's an event. I, I know it's high. I don't 20 meters. I think it's a 20 meter. Yeah, it's a 20 meter platform. It, it is. It is up there. It is terrifying. But that is the the one of the reasons is the um, safety of if somebody you smoke weed and you go run on the track like you're not hurting anybody. You smoke weed and you try to throw a javelin and you throw it into the fifth row and you impale Susie or little Timmy. Uh, now we've got manslaughter charges You've at the Olympics. Clearly, never seen Cameron run before. Ter- what? Absolutely Cameron's hurting terrifying. people. Absolutely terrifying. Well, Cameron, you are, were, is, was a uh, rugby player. Is that that accurate? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, growing up, I played football and basketball, and then uh, I went to a school where basically. Half of our players went to Division One colleges for football, so I wasn't going to continue with that. So um, I kept playing basketball, and my mom wanted me to do a second sport to keep me involved year-round. And uh, so she thought I'd do track or something to stay in shape. And uh, I found rugby by chance, and uh, she was not happy that I basically amped up the aggression from football to rugby. But yeah, I've been playing ever since. Uh, after I graduated college, I even played for a team when I lived in Ohio. And uh, even two months ago, I was actually back over there just playing in like a little friendly matches uh, for a couple of weekends. So, yeah, I still keep up with it. It's a it's a fun sport. It's an aggressive sport, but it, it's, I love it. 
So for those of you who don't know, rugby is a mix of American football, soccer, and cheerleading. <laughs> okay. uh, cheerleading, yeah. <clears throat> so the, the easiest way to explain rugby is it's uh, um, the game you played as a kid called Smear the Guy with the Football. <laughs> and uh, Insensitive term. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically rugby. You can only pass backwards. Um it's football, but you can only pass backwards. So can can you uh, there's, explain? There's no, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. How rude of me! Uh, I was just gonna say there's no downs. Like football has downs. Rugby is a continuously moving sport. So um, the same size as so a soccer field. It, so if can, there's no downs, though, then why do they punt the ball away? Uh, so you it would be an advantageous to punt the ball away when it is like within your own. Uh, in zone or they call it a try zone so if the other team's getting close to you and they're close to scoring on you and you get that ball you just get it out of there because you're not going to gain that ground back by maintaining the ball it's easier to just get it out of there can you explain what the hell a scrum is is it isn't it called a scrum (laughs) and what the fuck you guys are doing when you're just like pushing into each other yeah, so that's I don't play in the scrum. Uh, the scrum is like you th- you would think of as like your big guys. So like your your linemen or your linebackers in football typically play those positions. And uh, basically, like when there's a penalty or a stoppage in play uh, in like within the bounds, um, there'll be a scrum, and the team that it's it's their put or they get to put the ball into the scrum. And uh, yeah, so two teams after you know they. They say touch, pause, engage, and that's where they slam into each other. And then they just try and push each other back and forth. And the goal is the ball gets put in the middle of them, and they have to use their feet or just push the other team outright, but to get the ball to the back of their scrum, and then the ball is in play. So I would be the first person receiving that ball, which is um, it, it would almost be like the quarterback in football is kind of the position I played. Hey, 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 that was a penalty. You can't do that. Now you guys are going to wrestle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, more it's, or uh, less. It's an, yeah, those guys get beat up all day. And uh, big-shouldered guys, those are usually the, the scary ones. That, um, you know, tackling them is not super fun. So the cheerleading piece of this is when there's a ball that's out of bounds and then you throw it in, but for whatever reason you do the fountain of Troy and throw two people up in the air to go catch the ball. I don't understand that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, when it goes out of bounds on you, it's the other teams put in, um, like most sports. And, uh, so when a player is off of their feet that you can't hit them, so if I jump, that's why if you see players jump to catch the ball off of a kickoff, they kind of turn sideways. It's because you can't hit them while they're in the air. Um, and same with lifting. They call it lifting. So if I lift you in the air, no one can hit you. So when they throw it in, most teams lift the guy. And sometimes it's a decoy. You don't have to throw it to the lifter. And actually, the person throwing it has to put it in the center lane. So like... You have one team on one side and the other team on the other side. The guy throwing it in has to actually put it in the center of that lane and give both teams an equal advantage. Um, there's ways to kind of get around that. But, but yeah, you, you throw the guy in the air, is not throw him, but you lift him in the air really high, and his job is to knock it back towards you. 
Last question for me, Warner, you might have other questions, but when you dive into the end zone and they like land on the ball, is that like required or is that like a, a fuck you celebration thing? Yeah, so that's actually required. So you have to set the ball in the try zone for a try or a touchdown. If you just walk it in there, it's it's not it's not a touchdown or anything. Um, you have to actually set it on the ground. So, yeah. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> now we know. Now, now we sport, know. It's a sport that I will never play because I wasn't even allowed to play football because I'm fucking tiny. So... Now we know a little bit more than nothing, but still not a lot about rugby. So, would you consider uh, Would you consider rugby a much like tougher sport than football? I guess I mean it, it kind of. It's how you define toughness as well, so it's it's kind of hard to to narrow that term down. But yeah, I think I think in playing both, uh, the biggest difference is rugby. You're kind of you're the ball carrier and the defender all in one. And that's why I loved about it is you're the guy making tackles. And then you're also the guy running the ball um, and passing the ball um, football. You have your position. So in a way it's, it's, it's kind of like a mix of football and basketball basically. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could say that. Um, the, well, I, I did. I, I did <laughs> say that football's got some big, bad dudes. And, uh, but when you take those, uh, like the protector, you know, your helmet, your shoulder pads and all that. When you take that off, you're no longer like a missile because you're very cognizant. And there's some people that are like you watch like professional rugby. They don't care if they have a helmet on or not. They are a human missile. Um, but rugby is more along the lines of I, I think they're like football 10 years from now where like in rugby, it's a huge penalty to lead with your head. Um, you can't pick people up and slam them. So like basically like exposing their cleats. So you can't do like a wrestler's tackle, uh, or anything like that. So, uh, that's maybe why you don't see as many big hits in rugby. Uh, the goal is to get you to the ground as fast as possible. So your teammates can help secure the ball from the other team. So it's not really about lighting someone up like football is. Um, uh, so I, I would say you're not going for the highlight reel. Yeah, it, it's not advantageous for you. Um, it, it's fun though. I'll be honest; like it's hard not to. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say rugby. In my mind, I, I can think of one other sport that can even even come close as the toughest sport. But I would say rugby is up there as the toughest sport. Okay, well then you've already alluded to it. What would be the second? For me, I think it's hockey. I think. You put six foot five, six foot six, or a bigger, two hundred and fifty pound grown men on rail thin skates, and they're just checking each other at center ice. Um, I think the knock on hockey is they have so many subs. So rugby, you only get like three. It's like soccer; you only get three subs the entire game. Like, so if you come out, you cannot come back in, and your team only gets three subs. It is not like. You know, football where you have an offensive defense, especially you're on the field the entire game. So, um, I, I don't know. I kind of go back and forth with rugby and hockey. I think of, uh, for me, there's two stories that stand out. Um, and one in hockey, it, it, it wasn't, it's within the past 10 years, and I think it was college where, uh, like a goalie got like his throat slit by a skate. 
Yep. And he's just yep. gushing blood all over the ice. And this is like after 2000. So like we should have safety precautions. But this dude's like carotid arteries basically cut and they're doing like on ice medical attention. And uh, yeah, so there was there was a guy that or one of the uh, medical attendants literally just runs out on the ice because the guy, I, I, if I remember correctly, the, the goalie is like standing there and then he kind of bends, he bends down and then you just see a fucking red puddle of blood just like instantly like right there. And then the guy comes out and just like sticks his fingers inside of his neck. And then that's actually why if you look at like the goalies, they have this little thing that kind of dangles below their their uh the the rest of their helmet. That's actually what that's doing is protecting their their neck as well. So but anyway, as you were I saying, I think <clears throat> I think Cam, it really does depend on how you define toughness. If you're talking about most physically demanding sport where every day after I play, my body hurts, it's got to be football or rugby. Of all the sports, that is the most physically demanding where I have to take an ice bath after this game. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to walk or move. Uh, you, I mean, you could say boxing or MMA as well if you wanted to consider those as well. Physically demanding where... If I don't take care of my body, I mean, there's a reason why boxers and MMA fighters only fought, fight once every half, six months, three to six months, somewhere in there. And it's because you can't take that many hits and kicks and punches like every day. But this is all because you've never done curling. Have you ever done curling? We, uh, okay, here's... You ever we see said, those guys with those brushes? Jesus Christ, dude, the art You understand. You understand... We sent, the USA sent our beer team recreational curling team to the Olympics, the Winter Olympics, and won gold with our beer team rec curling yeah, they're, team. They're, they're fucking amazing. No, great dudes. Love to party with Let's those guys. Let's have them they, on the podcast. That's an idea. Love, that would yeah, be love, sweet. Love to do it. So there's that physically demanding piece of it. There's also what's the toughest to be good at. Is it the toughest to play and be good at? In my opinion, that's baseball or golf. Baseball or golf are the two hardest sports to be good at and to play. Just because baseball. they're so precise. Dude, there are so many things in a golf swing that can go wrong that can make your ball slice 80 yards in any direction. It is so hard to be accurate with your clubs. It's, oh, it, don't I, mean, I know. I, don't I know. Man, it, golf sucks. It's a love-hate relationship with golf. Baseball, you have a ball coming at you in the professional levels, anywhere from 95 to 100 miles an hour, and it's changing levels, and sometimes they decide to throw you a fucking slider, which is still coming in at 90, but it moves 12 inches, all while trying to hit that. So you're trying to hit something that's coming at you faster than the blink of an eye, and you don't know if it's going to be one of four different pitches. That's that's difficult. The other argument that I've heard about like baseball or golf is that it's a rotational sport. You can easily take somebody who plays a rotational sport and teach them how to shoot a basketball. It is really difficult for somebody that's only played basketball their entire life to learn how to rotate effectively to play baseball or golf. Have you ever seen like a, a basketball player, like a professional basketball player try to golf? Like look at Charles Barkley. Look how difficult it was for him to like come through and actually like rotate around his trunk. It's a different motion. Did you say around his trunk? 
hot. Yeah, his core. Mega hot. Is that not a phrase? <laughs> I, I think, I though, know, it just like, sounded weird. I can't take my, you know, 70-year-old grandfather and put him up against, like, Giannis and say, hey, score the bat. Like, I, you can teach him to shoot a basketball, maybe. But, like, you, you know, you can golf into your 70s and be just pretty pretty good like they have a whole old man's like league for golf but they don't have like an old man's league for hockey like they they'd be like turning to dust on the ice like i Uh, you're wrong well professional they don't have like a professional one the same way golf does you can't say they do but i I think hockey if you look at hockey like hockey they implemented like the face mask or whatever for goalies in i think it was the 70s or whatever, when they started like mandating uh, okay. a little, little earlier than that. Okay, but they mandated the masks, but they grandfathered people in if they didn't want to wear them. And there was a guy that didn't want to wear his mask all the way up until I think it was the seventies when he stopped wearing it because he retired. But like, imagine, imagine football. They said, okay, leading with the crown of your helmet is illegal, except if you're Ed Reed, like and Troy Polamalu. And, you know, like, it's okay because you guys have been grandfathered in to lead with your head. It's fine. Like, that's what blows my mind is, like, the rules made in hockey to, like, make it more safe. Guys were just like, nah, I'm okay. Like, you know, you see the college players playing with full cages, basically, because they have to. And then when they get to the pros, they're like, I don't want that. Like, I don't even want to wear this at all. Well, they did. They they do now require, I believe it's your first three to five years in the NHL. You have to wear at least a half visor. Mm-hmm. You're right. If you if you pass that, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to wear a visor. But if you're just coming into the league, they require you wear a, a half, at least a half visor. Um, I it, it mm. baffles me when you get guys like Sidney Crosby, who's been hitting the fucking teeth with a hockey puck, slap shots multiple times broken his jaw and all that multiple times and still gets out there and tries to go defend pucks from getting in the net it's just because he's so fucking numb from all the numbing medicine and the lack of feeling in his teeth that dude i mean that dude can eat ice cream like a fucking champ i mean it it has to be because i would be hesitant I, i there's no way like when those guys get down on a knee to block a shot that's like coming at them at i don't know how in the skills competition in the all-star game, I think those guys can hit slap shots upward a hundred plus miles an hour, like with nobody on them. So in a game you take a little bit off, but they're still coming at you. What? 80 to 90 miles an hour. Oh, slap you want shot me to, to get in front face. of this rubber bullet at a hundred miles an hour? You got it, coach. I'm in. I mean, they have, so yes, there, it, it depends on how you want to take this conversation. Toughest, most physically demanding, uh, I think you could say rugby, football, boxing, MMA, even curling. hockey. Uh, <laughs> curling, if you want to go there. Um, I The most skill, I think, baseball or golf, because they're not physically demanding sports, but I think they are the hardest to be like the best at. If you want to go most athletic, like the toughest, because it's just the most athletic you have to be, absolutely, you could go basketball. Soccer players are, the, in my opinion, the most fit of no, all of the athletes. I'm, I'm going to throw this as far as the most athletic. You can't count out the decathlon. That is literally the event that is the all-around it, event. 
It yes. is running. Okay, it is throwing. It is everything across the board. Like it is, it is the Olympian, Turn, basically turning into a woman. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bruce. Bruce Jenner's. A, hey. 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 Kate. Kylie. Kylie. No. That. That dude was so good at being a man and just a, a manly man athlete that he decided I'm gonna go dominate being a woman as well. Hell, he won. She won. Woman of the year. Woman of the year. Okay, so I yeah. I, so I, he was better at being a woman. He was better at being a, a woman than other women. Apparently, I, I only have like two. One quick story about rugby, and then I'll kind of wrap it up. Is the story? There, there's tougher stories. I don't know if off the top of my head, but the one that I remember that stands out is there was a guy in the middle of a game. And he gets his sack stepped on by a cleat and it tears open. And literally a ball, ah. a ball is hanging out. Ew. And in rugby, there's stoppage time. The same Ew. as like soccer where like a blood timeout. So it's not, you only get like three minutes or whatever. So they call stoppage time. He goes over to the sideline, has him sew it back in and then goes back in and finishes the game. Because like I said, you only get like three subs a game. So... He his sack fell out of his body. He had him sew it back in, and then goes back in and finishes a game. Like I, I know just, recently a video just throwing this out there. Yeah, that that's a great ad for Flex Seal. <laughs> yeah, coach your nut sack and Flex Seal. No, you mentioned the Flex Seal guy just comes out on the field, slaps you in the groin, and uh oh, looks like there. we have a leak. Slaps your bag, and then you're good to go. <laughs> Get back out there on the field. The, we got a game to finish. The, the only right, other ahead. option I had sure. is the, the guy is a video a couple years ago, if not sooner than, like I said, there's, there doesn't stop for injury. So if you're on the ground, unless you're gushing blood or passed out, they keep playing until it's a dead ball. Uh, and there's a guy that dislocated his knee and you can look, he pulls it up to his chest and just smacks it back into place and then stands up and jogs back over and starts playing again. Like, it, look it up. It's oh nasty. It's nasty. I hope you guys can put it in the description because it's pretty fun to watch. Uh, it doesn't. It's dislocated. It's not. It, it's not a compound fracture or anything. It, but man, that no, that sounds terrible. But in my opinion, I do think Cam, where we started this conversation, I think hockey is a mix of everything. It's the most physically demanding. You have to be skilled. I mean, those guys are slapping pucks out of the air like when you watch a guy in front of the net slap one out of the air to get it by the goalie for a goal. So there is skill involved and it's athleticism because you're on razor blades flying around, stopping, cutting all that stuff. I think hockey players might be the toughest to, because it's because it is all three most uh, demanding, skillful and uh, athletic. So I, I think you hit the, the nail with the hammer on the head. If you will. <laughs> wow, you really, really <laughs> fucked that one up, didn't you? Jesus Christ, we might as well go back to episode one and just redo all this over again. <laughs> that was bad. God, I, you know what? We've got a four or five week break, whatever we're going to take after this, where I can collect my thoughts and, and figure out how to use words. I think you're going to need more recovery time than that. Yeah, it's not a, it's, so, it's not a race. Sp speaking, speaking of recovery, um, Something that's happened uh, to you, uh, your bank account needs to recover uh, quite a bit. I heard. What? Uh, what's What's the deal there? Go, oh me, yeah, yeah, sorry. you. <laughs> well, you, you kind of just like tossed said, it out there. I was like, I said, oh, I said it, Warner. 
Well, Warner is no, speaking actually, of recovery time. Oh, yeah, did no, he? I said uh, okay, you yeah, know what? All right, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I'll I will take that L and uh and and I will move on. Um yeah, I wanted to bring this up because Cameron has a a good amount of uh, automotive industry experience and has been around the the car industry for a while. So um and and he knows this issue that I had whatever. So I have a a um 2008 BMW M3. Yeah, the podcast is doing really well. The sponsorship money's rolling in. Uh so yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh so I bought this probably what was this back in 2016. This was kind of like my thing that I wanted to get when I graduated uh from engineering school. It's like my goal I set my mind to it, and I said whenever I graduated, I was going to buy one once I had the money to be able to get it. Well, for those who don't know a lot about the uh, E92 uh, BMWs, uh, the M3 specifically, they uh, have a rod bearing issue where over time, the rod bearings will kind of waller out and will wear down and basically you'll spin a bearing and the engine will lock up and you're done. Okay, so explain to me like explain this to me like I'm 3 because I know zero about cars and I don't know how much of our audience knows about cars. So essentially, it's a part of your car and spinning a bearing is is not bad. good. Is okay. bad. You don't want to do that. So here, let me let me explain it in very very simple terms. Like so, I'm three, like you're three. All right, you in uh, you inject uh, fuel and air into a cylinder, and then you set that on fire with a spark, and it goes boom. That creates a area of pressure which pushes pushes on a piece of metal, aka the piston, and shoves it down. And then we translate that linear motion into a rotational motion, and that will turn the crankshaft, which will end up turning the drive shaft, which will transfer power back to the wheels, the rear wheels in this case of this car. Okay, where where is the rod bearing in that? So the rod bearing is connected um, around the crankshaft. It's basically like a it, it is a bearing. Uh, so you don't want to have two surfaces rubbing. So what you'll do is you'll put a little bit of oil in between those two surfaces and make sure that there's like a, a thin, thin layer of oil that creates a, a lubricated surface between the two metal surfaces so that they don't lock up. So what happens is on this, uh, like I was describing, the oil doesn't get in there. You get metal on metal contact. It eventually wears through. And it locks up and digs in, and then you spin a bearing. I, th- I feel like it's a pretty pretty good description. It was very detailed, very uh, very educational. It was, um, it was pretty good. So spinning the bearing means it wears down because my understanding of a crank, you know, the uh, it, it like it's a specific shape, right? It's not a circle. No, it is. But it, it is a circle. It is a circle. Oh, I thought it was more of like an oval type shape. No, it's a circle. Oh, okay. So spinning that essentially means that it's not doing its job anymore. No, spinning it means, so it's free to rotate. Spinning it means it spins inside of the actual, uh, uh, yeah. God, I'm just it's spinning inside of itself. Like it, 
Yeah. Simple terms, it your car your car won't, won't run right. Like, no go. Correct. You know Correct. Go Got it. Okay. So, spinning a bearing equals cargo dead. Literally locks up. So, like, in this case, this issue is so bad. Um, it has happened across the board with a ton of cars to the point where, like, people have had their engines lock up on the highway and the car, like, shuts down or, like, car doesn't shut down down but the engine just stops and the wheel of rear wheels lock up and you're just done in the middle of the highway well <laughs> i had my car for i think three years and started to notice that it had a little bit of tick which is a bad sign and that usually means that it's gonna happen took my car to the shop they said yeah you spun a bearing it was mine was still driving at this point it had spun it uh but it didn't completely lock up uh so here's where the $10,000 loss comes in. So on, I've already spent probably $1,500 for them to be able to uh, basically go into the engine, tear it out, and get to the rod bearings to tell me, hey, you spun a rod bearing, right? Well, then I'm like, okay, well, how much is it going to cost to replace it? Uh, it was basically like $11,000 for a new engine in that. These engines are so... Are very rare compared it's not like you're going out and buying a, a engine for your corvette or for your toyota camry this is a completely different an engine you can't find very often so on top of that my car went from you know probably be uh twenty twenty thousand dollars to basically five to ten thousand dollars anywhere in that range like that's what it's worth now Pretty much, yeah, as it sits as a rolling car, which is pretty good for um, cars that don't run at all. Think about a Toyota Camry that blew its engine. You're not going to get that money out of it. But, see that? Do you like that butt? Oh, you didn't even yeah, acknowledge no. it. Yeah, you're not even... You're, you're, yeah, are you hey, awake? Cameron, no, you don't even notice it while we're in the podcast. Where are you, where are you at, bud? It's different. All I heard was, it, but, but, but. It's different <laughs> when it's actually used in context versus a lame excuse as a transition to another subject. But. Okay. <laughs> shut, shut up. Shut anyway, up. anyway, that's the way it sits right now. But I, so there's a lot of issues with this, and this is a very known issue. And I was I was kind of curious, Cameron, if you could like time in on this. Like, there's class action lawsuits where it's like BMW obviously put this out there and sold this car, knowing that this was an issue. And I was kind of curious what you thought of it. Yeah. So when you when you had this issue, I looked it up and did some research, and there's a lot of information out there. And from what I can gather. Basically, BMW knew about this. Like when we do testing on cars, when we develop them, I don't work for BMW, but I know they do it. They take this car through like the entire gambit. Like they'll drive it in its hottest conditions, in its coldest conditions. They'll put you know two hundred fifty thousand miles on these cars before the first customer even sees it. So, guaranteed, they saw this issue. In the research I've done, basically BMW has not owned up to this because of a couple of things. One, they don't want warranty claims. BMW is notorious for this. When you look up like warranty claims for BMW, uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, warranty claim. Uh, no, recalls, recalls, sorry, recalls. BMW is super low on recalls and it's because they don't issue them. 
they just let them yeah they just so let them you go. don't acknowledge it yes yeah you don't acknowledge the issue and it's never there it, and the biggest reason why is because they care about the first consumer they don't care about i don't know how many people have owned your car but i'm assuming you're at least the second or third person to own your car bmw doesn't care about you you didn't pay bmw for that car they care about the first consumer and the first consumer on average isn't going to spend those rod bearings so they don't care like they don't care if the second third fourth consumer has this issue because it doesn't affect them does this have anything to do with them being a german company are the rules in germany different than in the United States or do they still have to abide by the United States rules because they're operating here? No, they, you could do what you could do what you want as a company when you issue like recalls now for like airbag recalls and stuff, that's different. But like an engine, like basically when you buy a car, it's typically like a German car like that would be, you know, 75,000 miles for the engine and then a hundred thousand miles for the powertrain. So like the drive shaft and stuff. But that kind of stuff, like they just, if it, if it goes out within those 50 or 75,000 miles, then BMW is basically saying we'll eat the cost. But if it goes bad after that, they're saying, eh, we don't care. Like it's because that first consumer that paid them for that car typically will not own that car. So it's already out of warranty anyway. Like this is a problem that they know exists that they just don't care about because it's not their original consumer. And so their original consumer is going to keep buying BMWs because they never had to eat the cost of a rod bearing, if that makes sense. See, and, and the annoying thing is that there's actually like cases reported where, you know, some cars made it uh, up to 150,000 miles and never had a rod bearing failure. Mine failed at 90, I believe 92,000 miles, which is, when you think about it, this is an issue I had to explain it to Aaron because you never see these issues in common cars, right? So yeah, I, I no, I you've never heard of it, correct? I, I mean, me explaining it is I. So as you were going through it, you told me about it, but no, that is yeah. not something that I've I've owned a Chevy, I've owned two, um, I've owned a GMC, a Chevy, and a Jeep. So those are the three different cars that I've owned. And no, I've never had this concern with any of those cars. Yeah. And so it's like, it is kind of an issue and it, it is kind of an issue with the actual engine type. So I'm not going to get into this, but that the S65 V8 has a flat plane crank, which is typical in um, a lot of actual like sports cars, like the race cars, you'll see a lot of flat plane cranks. But to not not to get too technical, but it causes a lot of issues because of vibrations and like forces are kind of weird uh, with flat plane cranks. Uh, but you do, w w without getting into detail, you don't see this in a lot of cars. But when you have a car that you expect to drive, you know, one hundred fifty thousand miles, two hundred thousand miles before it, you know, just shits out on you, and you only make it a ninety two, it's just like super disappointing. But I was gonna say. They have seen them go like fail at like twenty or thirty thousand miles, and it, oh, those so are you're rare. A lucky one. I I mean I made it to, but I keep saying it. Now you got me saying it. I bought mine with eighty thousand miles on it, and I drove it for basically fifteen thousand miles before yeah. I mine failed, 
which sucks. I mean, but that's the way it is, and that's the gamble that you take when you're buying one of these. You don't know. I, I have a car question for the two car guys, and uh, I, this might sound really stupid. Um, what is the recommended miles that you can drive without getting an oil change? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so this, this kind of tears at my heart. So I used to be a mechanic at Firestone, and that's what I did was oil changes all the time. And it depends. Uh, it depends on what oil you're putting in it, and then it depends on your vehicle. So cars back in the day, it was 3,000 miles was basically three three months, 3,000 miles. That was like regimented. D- define back in the day. What, what, what do you define uh, as back in the day? I mean, like, you know, the 70s, 80s, 90s, to early 2000s, like... It was three months, 3,000 miles. I think that does, yeah, I think that does matter. Yeah. In this case. So nowadays, your car can go 7,500 miles. Some cars can even go 10,000 miles without an oil change. But the oil you put in it also matters. So your oil has a viscosity. You're an engineer. You know this. Your oil has a viscosity. And over time, that viscosity breaks down. I'm in sales. Okay, so over time, you're... You have an engineering degree, you fuck. Yeah, you... Okay, so you cheated off us enough to know. Just cheat off me here, I'll tell you the answer. You write it down and turn it in. Your oil has a viscosity. Please get degrees. No, we're not not getting into this right now. Your oil has a viscosity. So basically, your oil breaks down over time, like any other, you know, liquid. But if your car says 7,500 to 10,000 miles before your oil change... But the oil you're putting in it is kind of a crappy oil. That oil is going to break down at 3,000 to 5,000 miles. So a lot of people are like, oh, I don't need an oil change. My you know, my manual says I can go 7,500 miles. And it's like, okay, but you know, you're, you're not even putting full synthetic in there. Like, You're not putting good You've oil in You've already set yourself back. Yeah, it's like you have to go whichever is less. You can't go whichever Wait, is hold more. Wait, hold on, hold on. Full, full synthetic... Full synthetic oil is not good? No, full synthetic oil is, is the best. You want full synthetic oil. Uh, oh. Whew. Yeah. Okay. Because, so hypothetically, <laughs> somebody... has been using vegetable oil this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically, somebody owns a Jeep, and uh, hypothetically, their car automatically tells them to get an oil change every 10,000 miles. And hypothetically, they do a, a Valvoline 15-minute oil change. And... Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> a lot of this is adding up right now because you texted me. You texted me a couple months, maybe a month back or so. You're like, "Hey, would a Tesla be a good idea to buy? Should I buy one?" And I'm thinking this is just so you can avoid the whole oil change thing. Now, oil changes are very expensive because I do the full synthetic because that's what's oh, recommended. I don't, but I don't want to fucking hear it. I do not want to hear it. That that BMW that I changed my oil. It was one hundred and twenty dollars for me to do the oil myself. What do you to, to change the oil myself? It was one hundred twenty dollars. It was like eighty dollars like just worth. for the oil and the filter. No, no, it was like eighty dollars, eighty or ninety dollars for the oil because it used some stupid ten W sixty, and then it had two drain plugs that needed to be replaced, or the it had two drain plugs on it as opposed to a normal car. On those drain plugs, it had copper washers and two oil filters that needed to be replaced every single time. And I did that oil change every 3,000 miles. Okay. Well, so mine, my car automatically, like when I hit the reset button on the, the dash, 
right? I got the electronic, you know, display, whatever. It says it's every 10,000. And um, it's for me to do the full synthetic with nothing else. It's like $110 to get yeah. my oil changed, which is fucking stupid. But it, I, I have to do it. Just think about it. You're paying $110 to guarantee you don't have a $10,000 blown engine. Like... That's fair. It's, yeah, it's a small price to pay. Me. Not that I didn't get... Yeah. It's a small price to pay when you think about... Like, you're, you're replacing... You're replenishing a fluid that breaks down in your car. It's, you know, it's it's something that you have to yeah. do. And it's... You're paying... Not that, not that I didn't get my oil changed, but you're... Yeah. Like Cameron's saying, you're... It's, it's, it's very cheap insurance. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to put... Not put oil in my car... I'm doing the full synthetic, which is recommended and everything. It's just funny when like Valvoline gives me that little sticker and it says, hey, be back here in 3000 miles. It's like flipping that off because my car says 10. I just didn't know if I was being fucking stupid and, and riding my car 10,000 miles when I had to get it like changed every three. Because I, I remember it was like 3000 miles was the thing, like Cam said back in the day. And I'm assuming technology and whatnot has increased that. So, so I just want to make sure I'm not going to blow an engine on the highway and my, you know, brakes are going to lock on me and I'm going to go skidding <laughs> off the road. Yeah, two different systems, but yes. It depends on how you drive. Do, do whichever is lowest. So if Valvoline oil that goes in your car, which is full synthetic, so it's probably goes at least 5,000 miles, do the lowest one. That That's my recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Nope, throwing caution to the wind. Here we go, baby. <laughs> that being <We're>... said, disclaimer, <laughs> if your engine blows up and you took the recommendations from this podcast, we are not liable. Um, <laughs> we are not qualified. So good, good legal call, there. Warner. Good, good legal call. So there is something that I do like to do in my car uh, while I'm driving, and it is listen to... <laughs> No, not that. It is. <laughs> it is. Oh, I can't wait to get video. <laughs> it is. Listen to music. And I, I was scrolling through Warner. I, I'm, I'm going to lead this as an intro as if it was my topic. I know it's your topic, so I'll let you handle this. But how dare there you? are. Okay, well, take it over. No, 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 no. I'm, I, I want you to introduce. I want to feel like I'm I'm walking out on the stage right now. Okay, so Warner brought this to my attention. I do like to listen to music in my car sometimes. I'm more of a, a talk radio person for whatever. Uh, however, Warner, you, you brought it to my attention that there are a lot of songs that are covers of songs that Correct. Uh, yeah. a lot of people might not realize are covers of songs. Uh, my example, and, and I don't know if this is on your list or not, but my example is like Life is a Highway by Rascal Flatts okay. is, a, is a cover of a song. And I think I talked about it in one of our podcasts. Um, Could be. Um, I, I think I, I, mean, I mentioned that in one of our podcasts where that is a cover of a song and I forget who it was. But it, like people just think that that was Rascal Flatts song. So uh, you had some other songs that were covers. Am I correct or, or am well, I... So the, the thing that I specifically want to cover is actually like samples. Um, so oh. a, a cover in my mind is somebody who took a song that had been done a long time ago and basically redid it, the same exact words, the same exact beat and everything, whatever, and just redid it. The thing that I'm covering is like 
samples or um which are like where you take like this rhythm or this beat whatever and and um take it and spin it in your own way or and so it's like add it into hey, your song. it's like hey let me copy your homework okay but just but, change it up a little bit exactly exactly so i I actually, I, I have to throw this out there that this was actually a topic that I wanted to cover, um, I think, episode one. Episode would, one, all the way probably, back. It would have saved us from some embarrassment. Well, I mean... <laughs> if we would have yeah. covered that. But. Well, I don't care. I mean, it's it's something that we wanted to talk about, but we didn't get to cover it. So, here we are, you know. But... I think how I got on this was I was listening to some old songs. I was wanting to kind of, so Spotify does this really good job of making sure that you listen to different music and it throws it out there. It's like, Hey, this week you might want to listen to this or this or this. And it gives you a variety of playlists. So you're not listening to the same damn thing over and over and over. Well, somehow I ended up getting back on to like some old like '90s songs, and I ended up getting back into Sting. Do you remember Sting? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rock that on, is a, a, a throwback in and of itself. So here's here's the Sting song. Every you take, every move Ringing a bell right there. Yeah. All right. And this is also a Sting Sting song. So, I was listening through this album and like kind of going down the list of it and I listened to the song and I was like, man, that kind of that sounds really 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 familiar, like something I've heard before. And so here was the song. Let me play it real quick. Hold on. Are you playing the song that samples the song? No, I'm going to play the so, the original song. So does that sound familiar? Yeah. Can you guess the song? Yeah. Um Hold on. That's uh it's a is it a rap song? It it I guess you could consider it a rap song. Yeah, Cameron. Okay. Cameron, uh, do you have it? Is it is it uh, Juice World? It, it is. We're <laughs> 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 a connoisseur over here. <laughs> uh, so the only reason I know this is sorry, little little detour is I am on a Juice World kick right now, where it is all I listen to, and almost because it's sad. Um, so. Yeah. I, yeah. I was in the Chicago airport like two days after Juice World died after eating all those drugs, which he flies private. So he really wasn't in the Chicago airport. He was in like the private plane area. But like, right. When you listen to that album, that whole album is a cry for help. Like, he talks about, like, I got my drug dealers and I got my yes men, but I don't have friends. Like, he talks about, like, you know, I take drugs to take the pain away. Like, I just need a friend to talk to and I need help. Like, I need someone to help me. Almost like, uh, you know, you're looking back currently at Britney Spears. And, like, you listen to some of her old songs and you're like, wow. Like, she really needed help. And now you're seeing her get that help. Like, I, I wish I could have been there for Juice World after hearing his music. It's like, dang, this music hits hard. Like, I wish he could have another album. And, like, he just needed somebody to help yeah. him. So... 
Sorry, that's my soapbox. There, there was. <laughs> well, the, there. No, I. Okay, I, I. We're gonna get on this, and then Warner will get back to you real quick. Um, there was a documentary on Netflix about Avicii. Yeah. I don't know, and it, it's not like a. It, it's kind of shot differently. It's like a home movie. Like the documentary is a home movie. There's not like a tone of like leading you through a story. It's just like showing you different clips of him throughout his performance and stuff. And there was a time where like his manager was just sitting down with him and telling him, Hey, we're going to Vegas. You've got four shows in Vegas. And Avicii literally looks at his marriage and says, fuck that. I'm not going back to Vegas. I'm not doing it. I don't want to go to Vegas. I Nothing ever good comes from me going there, and I, I not don't want to do it. He goes, hey, man, I promise you, this is the last time you ever have to perform in Vegas. This is the last time you just do it. And, like, his manager was actually interviewed. He's like, this kid doesn't realize that he's got other people depending on him for a living and stuff like that. It was just really kind of selfish. So I could absolutely see, like, in your, you know, description of Juice World, the same thing exactly happened to Avicii where he's like, I don't want to do this. I'm sad. I'm depressed. He get, he went to Australia, had some like really weird medical something going on. And his manager comes in to the doctor and goes, hey, can he perform? And he goes, no, he should not be performing. He goes, but seriously, can he perform? They prescribed him medication just so that he could go get on stage. And it was like terrible for him. So the, the music industry is fucked up on a uh, Warner. Let's get back to the samples. Let's uh, well, maybe pick this well, up. Okay. <laughs> pick this but, up a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to hit it with one more example of the same thing that uh, Cameron was talking about. Uh, so little peep, little peep. Okay. So little peep also, uh, I believe OD'd. I'm, I'm not correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but, he produced a song called Falling Down. Um, but the fucked up thing was there was uh ex tentation. X X How do you X X X Tentacion? Yeah, wasn't it three X's or something? Like I Yeah, X X X X X X Tentacion. It's like a MySpace. Whatever. But he He has a or uh or an Xbox, yeah, back in the day. XX Sniper XX or whatever. Uh, Tentacion um, had a song where he covered Falling Down and he goes through and this is after Little Peep had died and in that song he actually says man it's it's kind of fucked up like it's like only once these guys die you realize how much you're related to them and everything and then Tentacion ends up dying as well so it's like it comes full circle it's like kind of fucked up that they all recognize it but anyway, like, Man, like this is such a depressing know, last episode. I know. Hey, Let's I promise, guys, we're we're gonna we're gonna pick it up. We're gonna pick it up. Hey, what? So what's the what's the sample? All right, all right. Here's here's the next one. All right, we all such know that a song. Bad song, terrible song. Okay, horrible song. Oh, clap your cheeks. That's I, a great I, song. I love that song. <laughs> okay, so that is Cardi B. What, what kind of comeback? <laughs> Clap your cheeks? Is that it's the name of the song that it should have actually been? <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh, WAP, and you can uh, pick that acronym apart if you want by Cardi B and, uh, featuring Megan the Stallion, released in 2020. Ah. 
But ah. bussin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that is actually also a song that was uh, covered or sampled by, or the song that was actually sampled was. There's some whores in this house. 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 So that is actually the song, even worse title, Whores in This House by Frank <laughs> Sir. <laughs> by, by Frank Sir, released in 1993. <laughs> yeah. Man, man ahead of his time. couldn't get worse. <laughs> I, 1993 was wild. I, I mean, Eminem's pretty uh, known for that. Like, Eminem takes tons of songs that are old and a lot of them just unknown. And he'll just put that okay. sample to it. Uh, okay, I'm sure that's... Yep. Is that leading into what's yep. next? Because yep. Yep. there's probably yep. like nine yep. examples. I'm, yeah. This worked really well. <laughs> so here is... Eminem, My Name Is, released in 1999. All right? To, also hold on. a sample. Hold, yeah. Real quick. This was Go produced ahead. by Dr. Dre. So Eminem did not make this beat. So Dre sampled something. Uh, what, what did so he sample, Dre though? sampled it from... So that is I Got the Dot 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 by uh, Laby uh, Cyfrey. And released in 1975. So I believe I listened to this and it's pretty much just like a kind of a guitar solo. Kind of like a funky guitar solo. It's kind of a cool. Kind of a Woodstock song almost. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, we got got one more in here. This one. Another one. one. You'll recognize that voice. We the best music. DJ Khaled. I don't know if you can take it. So I know the original. I can't think of the name of it, but when I heard this, I was like, "Oh man, they're playing some bangers on the radio." And I was like, "Oh no, this is a remix. This dang." <laughs> I, I like. I prefer the original. <laughs> yep. of this. Yeah. So this is a sample of "Maria Maria" by Santana, who's a fantastic guitar player that was released in 1999. Which is a fantastic song. So the whole thing uh, that I was kind of curious about was, do you think like music really uh, like loses some of its originality when people just yes. take old stuff? Okay, yes. very strong yes right there. Yes, 100%. Like the amount of the, like, it is very, in my opinion, it is very rare to hear a song that you would hear on the radio as being original. It is very much a copycat industry it is very much a take something that was popular mix it a little bit and then throw whatever artist is popular today on it um it it, it's a shame yeah but but that it makes you i guess respect actual artists a little bit more in my opinion in the the ironic thing is in that last song with uh, DJ Khaled, he says, we the best music. <laughs> and you're literally sampling somebody that made a song yeah, no, with Carlos this, Santana. This has, so. You did nothing. You did nothing. Except I mean, find... it, you, you can't say that he didn't do nothing, but he didn't do as much as he's putting it out there that he actually did. 
I okay, that's that's fair, but music pop pop music on the radio today is and there's nothing original. I think you're it, I think you're keying in on Hell, the, even even I, well, I was gonna say I think you're keying in on like the nostalgia. Like, you know, like like Warner said like, you know, it's like, "Oh, I've heard this before," but you can't pin it down, so like your mind is familiar with the beat and then it's new lyrics to a similar beat. I think that's I think that's my way to do that. Like, I am now in a time where, like, they're reusing beats that, like, I grew up to, and they're putting them to new songs, and it's like, man, am I so old that, like, we're already recycling these beats? You know, it's almost like, it's a new Spider-Man already? Like, it's like, we're recycling this beat already? Like, am I that old? Well, so, for example, there's um, Last Friday Night by Katy Perry is sample a, a sample of or uh the sample was uh empire of the sun or M- empire of the sun um walking on a dream like it like that's the the sample it, it was like empire, that song isn't like that old it, it just um hell uh do you remember chitty bang um do you remember that rap chitty group bang. that was around? yeah um, they sampled like how uh, just singing like like that was like using the the definition no, of the word in the definition. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, they, you, know, you know Dan, you know Dan, Dan, Dan. Oh, yeah, no, when, when yeah. you said it that way, I knew exactly so I who you were talking about. Yeah. Well, Chitty, Chitty Bang sampled uh, MGMT, which was an early two thousands band, right? Like, they're well, they're. It's not even like old old stuff anymore. It's like relatively new stuff that they're sampling and just like remake. You know so what I absolutely the, the, hate. The funny thing, just I want to hit on this point. Um, while it's relevant, history as well, like History Channel and like documentaries and everything, they're starting to hit on stuff that's like newer, 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 like stuff that happened like five years ago, and you're doing documentaries on it. I'm like, brother, this just happened. Like. <laughs> cover stuff that happened a long time like you're running out of content it's legal history though it, uh, anyway man. go on with your point thompson i forgot it <laughs> oh no <laughs> this is how this is gonna go isn't it just just remember i absolutely hate something and i forgot <laughs> what i absolutely hate or, original music it was original music and and if you want to hear original music okay there's a few people that are in my camp uh, watch the show. It's called Songland, and it's on NBC. It, it this is not a plug. I, I don't know. I'm I, I'm not affiliated with them. I wish I was. It'd be cool. But you mean basically you mean it's Conland? <laughs> no, it's called Songland. There's these artists that I, write. I, I, like I know what it's called. That, so they write their own music, and then they write their own beats and everything, and. If you listen to the lyrics, they actually have like substance to them. It's not, you know, it's not just like your country song that's talking about, you know, your 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 girlfriend and your dog and your truck. It's like actual substance. And uh, I I don't know, Songland. If you want to hear good music, like go to the Spotify soundtrack of Songland. See, but uh, the <laughs> issue I have with Songland though is they have the song. What is the one that I specifically remember watching? Uh, Beer was, on a Champagne Night. It was Champagne Lanty, Night. It was Lady, Lady A. A by Lady A. And so the person played the song and whatever. They're like, "Oh yeah, we pick your song. Now we're gonna adapt it. We we chose your song. Now we're gonna adapt it. Throw our little spin on it, and then we're gonna actually produce it. And this is gonna be 
the song that we put out there. And what the person put out there and what they actually, like, Lady A released was just completely fucking different. It completely was different. It wasn't the same song. No, it was, it was, they, they took a premise that they liked and then they completely made it different to where, like, I don't think there was anything from the original song in the final cut. I mean, the now, whole, the whole idea was like, did it, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Just listen to the. It, it, go, it was like an a anthem. YouTube video. Beer on a Champagne Night yeah. by Lady A is the final cut. But if you go watch that episode with them on it, they take the song. It, the original song was called "I'll Drink to That." Correct. Yes. And and, and mm-hmm. no, you're, you're literally right. nothing from that song other than maybe the beat came from like the the songwriter the songwriter their lyrics were like just gone now they work with the songwriter maybe the songwriter came up with some of the lyrics but that's why i call it con land it's like they don't actually take the song the songwriter wrote they take that song and completely tear it apart to make it like their own so i'm i'm actually curious if you go look at the credits of that song if that songwriter got any credit at all they do oh, and i, I think I that they episode's got credit, the anomaly but I bet the monetary the monetary value out of it was not as good as what they would have gotten. You know what I mean? It, it's more like an American Idol contract where like you know, you're you're almost like signing that that song away. You're not getting much But that that episode is almost the anomaly. If you watch any other episode, like my favorite one is the Jonas Brothers. That episode slaps hard. Season so season 1's way better than season 2. But Slash. anyway, I, I think it's anyway, a, well, I, I'll get off my soapbox. Well, that, I think it's a, I, it's I am, a great concept. I'm so biased on that show. It's a great concept. But like I like Warner said, and, and I agree with the song that was presented and the song that was released are completely different songs. So it, it's just an interesting it's an interesting dynamic because it's like they took the the bones of the song that was presented to them but then they made it their own but it's like the point was like they're looking for something i don't know maybe i just don't get the point of the show it's just you can't really call it like this songwriter did anything when the artist got a hold of it and they completely changed it to be a different song entirely that that happens in the music industry anyway like you you look at like, you know, Drake. Drake doesn't write his own lyrics. He has, you know, rappers write, you know, he has writers write his own lyrics. But the lyrics presented to him aren't the lyrics that end up on his albums or his songs. Like, he moves stuff around or he edits it. Like, if you look at, like, the original lyrics to a song versus what Drake releases, it, it's totally different. Like, so I, I think there's there's an artistic well, I, liberties that you make into it. I, I mean, I get that. The the what I don't like is that Drake isn't well. Drake is having ghostwriters, like we all know that. Like that's a that's a thing. But what Drake is doing is an artistic process. What these lady A in this particular episode did was they requested that these people come in pitch their songs. And then they completely tore it apart and reworked it. So it wasn't like they were involved from the very beginning. They had somebody pitch a song to them, and then they took it and reworked it. I, in my opinion, those are two kind of different processes. Um, but in in the music, 
fuck you, Cameron. Fuck you. But, every time. But, every time I, I'm, I'll get better in season two. You I'm know gonna, what? I'm but, gonna, but you know what's great though? It's just gonna push you that much more to get uh, that much better. I'm gonna try to get better. I'm sorry, audience. Hopefully, you haven't had to drink too much because of that. Um, speaking Throwing of music, right now, if you're if you're looking to buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin right now. Anyway, <clears throat> sorry. Why? I'm, I'm trying to multitask right now. Oh my god! Put your fucking Bitcoin or, account or away. multitasking. Nobody cares. Or multitasking. Nobody cares. Speaking of music, Cameron, how do you feel about uh, K-pop? You're big into Japan. <laughs> That's. Uh... can we can we get a caveat there on why that's so (laughs) i mistook for the ever yeah for the other 11 listeners of your podcast that's because you confuse you thought k-pop was japanese (laughs) when k stands for korea there's actually j-pop which is japanese uh and yeah i i don't know i I have this weird obsession with weird obsession with Japan, and like it's not like you know erotic or anything. It's not weird, but I guess it is weird. I what's, your, what's your what's uh, so, your what's your what's your opinion on tentacles? Uh, you know, do what makes you happy. I don't care. So Fair. that's a good response. I I. T- I I took this class to boost my GPA in college. It was called, it was like Japanese culture. And mm-hmm. it was basically learning about like the, the brief history and then the culture of Japan uh, and just how they live life. And um, I had this teacher that it was his last semester. He was retiring. He had been there his whole career. He just did not care. So he just like, it, it was a very fun class. Can you say his name? Within that, just, he, <laughs> just so we... Have a frame of reference. Oh, I don't, I don't remember his name to be honest. Maybe you do. Was Wait, was it like Doctor yeah. Smith? No, 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 no. The one that did not care. I can't, correct. I guess. Do you remember his nickname? This is oh, the perfect. It wasn't Doctor Sanders. It oh, wasn't Doctor. Okay, Sanders. I thought it was. Okay, I apologize. It was a different one. Anyway, so he uh, he he didn't care. So we had a Japanese like. Uh, school that you could study abroad in and those Japanese students over there wanted pen pals to help like improve their English so we got pen pals halfway through that class and over there they have college and university and they're different so the same way we have like Ivy Tech and then we have like you know community college and then you have like real college that's what college and university over there. So that's offensive. Are- community college, community college is a real college. We have a uh, community college and uh, four year accredited colleges. I took community college classes. They are stupid, simple anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. Well, so anyway, that college was working to become a university. So more solidified, they had more degrees to offer, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So what they wanted to do was bring over some of the American students from our school, Rose Holman, to their university to just meet the pen pals, basically, and try and almost like bring over some um, exchange students is what they were hoping for. So they basically paid for... Anyone that wanted to go in our class to Japan, we had to pay for, I believe it was the flight, and that was it. That's a great deal. They paid deal. for a hotel, they paid for food. 
They paid for all the transportation once we got over there. Everything. We just had to pay for the flight. So I signed up for it. I I, I don't know. I I was in love with just like how fun Japan seemed, and I'd always want. I'd never been international. Similar to Warner, I'd never been international at that point. So going to somewhere I'd never been before seemed fun. So. I went to a smaller town on the western side of Japan, and then I went to Tokyo, and man, Tokyo is litty titty. It is like New York City, but with nice people. It's clean, and the transportation is like, you know, top top of the world. It's it's the most dense city in the world. So like, there's people everywhere. There's stuff to do. Um, I had the opportunity to go back with the company I work with. They sent me back to Japan. And uh, I, I don't know. I love that atmosphere over there. It, it is wonderful. It is like, if I could go back there four or five times, I would. Is, every is time. Liddy Titty a technical term or an official term of the country? or? Yeah, I think if you look up on you know travel websites, it'll say like, and, and yeah, in rank of like how... A country ranks. Liddy tittiness up there. lack it, of liddy yeah, tittiness. Yeah, it's liddy yeah, titty on the scale Amazing. of fun. How many, how many titties is it liddy? Is it like a five out of five titties liddy or? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's, just a, it's just a country where like you can be foreign in and not even speak the language and you can do literally everything. And like the people are so nice. Like they will help you get anywhere. Um, the culture is just so, I don't know, pure almost in a sense that you feel safe everywhere. Like it's just such a great culture. Um, I love going over there. What was, what was your weirdest experience? Um, you know, so, so the last time I was over there, I stayed, uh, so I went over there with work, and I stayed with a couple of buddies in. It's called a pod cut, uh, a pod hotel, and so you basically sleep in a tube, and the tube is about the size of a tent. It's really not that small, and uh, so we stayed in this pod uh, over. You know, you each sleep in your own pods, but we went out to the bars at night, and uh, like this clubs like in downtown Tokyo. So it's you know hundreds of people in these bars and uh it a, a lot of japanese people and it's me which is a white guy shocking i was with one of my black friends yeah i was with one of my black friends and then who had longer hair and then i was with our friend manny who i don't know what race he is he's brownish i don't know if that's hispanic i don't know i don't think i've ever met a non-sketchy manny I don't know where Manny's from. It's a it's a very sketchy name. Manuel. But he's not a Just throwing that. He's out there. not a white dude. Yeah, I, Manny Casilia. Anyway, he's not white. It, so you had a white guy, a brown guy, and a black guy in these clubs in Tokyo, and like people literally came up to us and they're like, "Oh, oh, it is so good to meet you. Can we buy you drinks?" And like, dude, we were we didn't spend a dollar at these bars. In like clubs because people were buying us drinks left and right. They just wanted to talk to Manny and they wanted to talk to like my black friend. And then when they found out I played rugby, they're like, "Oh my gosh, we want to talk to you too." And like, you know, I'm six foot one, so like they wanted to talk to the super tall guy 
Which like <laughs> over there, everyone's like five foot five. So super tall, super tall, dude. I whatever. <laughs> yeah, I would be above average you, there. That's pretty exciting. You know, throw that's, it out there for my sake. That's that's what's interesting about America is that you see somebody from a foreign country outside of the United States and you think nothing of it. You think they're probably from the United States because we have so many different cultures and people here. When you go to Japan, I'm assuming you go to China, you go to other countries, they just don't have that many white people. They don't have that many black people or I'm I'm going to make an they assumption here. Di- di- diversity would be the <laughs> term that you're looking for. J- Japan's hey, Japan's Let's boil it down to what it is, diversity. <laughs> yeah, Japan's population well, the, is something like 95% Japanese. Like in Korea is very similar. Like yeah, that, I mean, most of the people that live there are from there. So when you're not, you stand out like a sore thumb. And it, it's a cool thing though. Like I mean, it's you're almost like a celebrity when you go there. It it is so fun. The funny thing is, like uh, Daniel Tosh has literally a skit on this where he he talks about like the Olympic Olympic gymnastics teams, and he's like, the Americans are the only ones that actually have any diversity. They've got a white a white girl, an Asian girl, a black girl, whatever. He goes, look at the Chinese team. You see any kind of diversity over there? No. Nope. Chinese, Chinese, <laughs> Chinese, Chinese, Chinese. Yeah, it, which is kind of funny, but I don't know. I'm, but that's what I don't think people realize. And and I I think it's kind of it, to me it's kind of mine. Is it boggling or bottling? What whatever it boggling. actually is. I, I would say boggling. Gee, that people don't realize how diverse the United States is versus literally every other country on the planet. I don't know any other country on the planet that is as diverse as America. So when you go over to Japan and you're six foot one, which I, the Japanese people are smaller. I'm assuming is that is that kind of accurate from your experience? What like the you didn't see any like six foot seven Japanese people? Maybe there's a few here. You didn't run into yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, there's a, there's a couple of taller people over there, but I, I mean, their average height is like five foot five, five foot six. Like they're 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 pretty short people. The, so the average height of a Japanese male in uh is five seven. Okay, so you meet a six foot one white man, and I don't know how tall your other two friends were, but they're different culture. They're bigger. They're it, it, it's almost like me walking down the street and seeing a seven foot tall whatever person. It's just like, oh wow, that person's really big, you know. It's or you meet uh, fucking Kevin Durant on the street. It's like holy shit, you're huge, right? It, it's just a different cultural thing. But uh, what what? So that was your weirdest experience with the uh, the tents. What was your f- like the coolest experience? The best thing that you experienced while you were over there? Uh, so I, I'm huge into like animals, and I got they they have all kinds of cafes over there. They have cafes or like you know uh, almost like Starbucks. Hold on, time out. I don't like this. <laughs> I'm big into animals, and they've got a bunch of cafes. So, what are you what, doing? Yeah, where are we going with this? Them? So, I went to an owl cafe. Which, what you do is you. Oh, God. oh, whoa, hey, you're, whoa! You're not 
helping your case here. You drink hey. you drink tea and you know eat like some little small biscuit or whatever, and like you just get to walk oh, around. Biscuits. <laughs> you get to walk around and hold owls and like you know kind of play with them, and you, they give you like they give you like food. put them in the deep fryer. Put them in the deep fryer, huh? They give you food. Is that what you did? Yeah, a cafe, like more of like cafeteria, not like eat eat the animal. But was it an owl biscuit? No, no. But like you know, they're they're they had bigger owls uh, that kind of sat on their perch. But the smaller owls, like you could literally take like it was almost like a dog squeaky toy, and you could like play tug of war with it, or you could throw with it, and like. It would just sit on your hand and just hang out like you could pet it. So uh, they had that for like hedgehogs and ferrets and everything you could think of had its own little cafe. It's kind of animals that you really don't see that often. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, it, that, that was pretty neat. Um, that, that was probably one of my favorite things over there. Owls, uh, owls freak me out. I feel like they stare into my soul. I, I it's weird. They the the big fucking eyes. They don't and shit. fucking they, blink. Oh my god! But they don't <laughs> blink. Yeah, and they have they have All long right. legs. On that note, they have what? Have you ever seen an owl like when they lift up its its feathers? Like they actually have really long legs. And penguins like. have knees. <laughs> All right, it's that time of the night. Let's 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 wrap up season one with some good times. Warner, what time of the night is it? Last call, baby. Last call! This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order again. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the last call on the Last Call podcast, where every week we do a little something different. For this season one finale with Cameron, uh, we decided to go back to something we haven't done in quite a while. Uh, this one was one. I don't know if it was a fan like favorite. Episode, episode three, something like that. Man, it was. It's definitely one of my favorites. We're going to leave you all on. You know, before we go to our break, with some good vibes. So, welcome back, Friday vibes, and Cameron. You will be participating in Friday vibes. So, I hope you prepared something. Uh, I don't know who wants to go first. I I, I know. Um. I think you should because you're so excited about the segment. Man, I I am. I like okay. It. Well, I do you want me to start it off because I could. I, I want I want you to start off. Go yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you can't let's hear it in your voice. Yeah. You don't No, sound I mean, excited, I'm excited. So I'm just I'm looking needs, at my songs. I'm he sorry. He needs I'm, a little pump up, man. He needs some pump up. No, I, it's, I, I'm just looking at my songs and thinking, do I have any songs that are really going to set the tone for this segment? Um, I think I do, but I might not. So, um, Warner, Warner, why don't you start? Okay, okay, I'll take it over. So, for me, this is a song that, that hits near and dear to my heart, and I think Cameron will appreciate this as well. Um, so, this comes from a, a TV show. And for me, this was high school. I went uh, to cross-country practice in the summer. I would come home, and I would, other than uh, coming back and playing Call of Duty uh, with my friends, Modern Warfare 2 specifically, I'd watch this. I'd flip on Xfinity On Demand, 
and I'd go through the episodes and I would find this soundtrack and this is the soundtrack to the TV show it is. I, I don't know what this is. You don't know what this is. I, I truly have no idea what this actually is. That is the Top Gear theme song. It is a British TV show about cars, and it is amazing. And the fucking theme song is funky and fresh and straight out of the 80s. Okay, okay. So uh, I do know what Top Gear is. However, I uh, I truly have no idea what the actual intro of the show is. So I, I while we're going to hit on this, uh, I believe the song is uh, Jessica by the Almond Brothers. Almond Brothers or something like that. Uh, but it was remixed and uh, obviously a lot more upbeat. But anyway, that's my Friday vibe and uh, one of my three. So on to the next one. All right, Cam, you're up. What's What's your first Friday vibe? Yeah. So this one, all right, you're fresh off the school bus. You got your one-strap backpack. You're coming in the house. You toss it on the kitchen table. Forget the homework because when you get home, this is on the telly with one of, like, I don't know, 18 channels you get, and this is what you hear. And if that song doesn't sum up your childhood, then I'm sorry you missed out. Your parents didn't love you. Pokemon. So uh, am I the only kid <laughs> that ever wanted an Ash Ketchum hat? Am I am I the only kid that actually thought his hat was really cool and like wanted one of those hats? No, it was it was it was dope. Yeah, it was it was awesome, especially when you see him fucking flip it from frontwards to backwards to oh, back, you know. It's battle dude. time, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking sick. Oh, that brings that brings me back. Uh, I do I do enjoy me a good a good Pokemon. All righty. Cam, that was a good one. Good, good. Uh, uh, first, a rookie. That's, that is a rookie. A yeah. rookie of the the Friday vibes, but I like it. I, I can dig that. All righty. So here's here's my first one. All right. So, uh, Warner, you and I, uh, we're in eighth grade, uh, and you're going to the school dance. You're looking like a million bucks, right? Uh, you're, you're a little nervous. Uh, maybe you're a little shy, a little socially awkward, and, and maybe scared to talk to girls a little bit. I'm, ex- I'm excited of the uh, thought of being able to quote unquote grind for the first time. Uh, yes, uh, that that was that was a thing. Um, uh, but you you don't really know how to dance, so you, again, you're you're a little bit nervous, and you don't want to look stupid, right? But you have a secret weapon. And it's in your back pocket. And you are just waiting for the right time to release the secret weapon. Is it a Budweiser? <laughs> in eighth grade? No, no, it was <laughs> No, it was not a Budweiser. But the time has come. The DJ puts on this song. You sprint to the dance floor because you know exactly 
what time it is. And it is that time where you bust out to you. Soldier Boy Tell. Hey, I got the new damn for y'all called a soldier boy. Just gotta punch then crack back three times from left to right. Soldier boy, I'm in it. Why me crack it? Why me roll? Why me crack that soldier boy? That Superman that all that why me you crack that soldier boy. Now why me you crack that soldier boy? Now why me you crack that soldier boy? Now why me you crack that soldier boy? Now what? Soldier boy, I'm in it. Oh, you can't beat it. Uh, just dances for white people that like have instructions is like the, the epitome of dancing. So, uh, yeah, eighth grade soldier boy, tell them coming out with crank that where they were like, kind of like dance moves and shit. Oh, that was, you were, you were the hit if you knew how to do the crank that. That's like the TikTok before TikTok. Like, could you imagine how much that would have blown up? If TikTok oh, that would have gone as the then, like, say viral. It was viral, and like, man, that song. Like, if you didn't know the dance to that song, like that Cupid Shuffle, you might as well exit the the dance scene. Like, you're lame. If Go you ahead and tell that. your mom. Pick me up. I'm scared. All the other kids know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> they were all dancing together in unison, and I didn't know what to do. And I. <laughs> Might as well you know, we're, we're gonna keep the <laughs> the scar. <laughs> we're gonna get. We're, you jump to the right and you shake that. <laughs> Mom, you told me the scar was the thing. <laughs> you fucked me. They're all doing the crank that, and I'm jumping to the left and shaking that hand. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's settle down, settle down. All right, we're gonna we're gonna continue with the eighth grade theme, and I think this came out this this movie in particular where the song came from, uh, came out around about the same time. So uh, this is a very 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 popular movie that we all watched and we idolized because we wish it was us. We wish it was us. We watched this movie. And I imagine us going to a quote unquote party on a Friday night or a Saturday night in our in our either late middle school years or early high school years and hoping this was something that we were gonna show up to. But this this is a song that we all we all heard and we are all ready to just get fucking hammered to. I'm screaming out, fuck that. I'm screaming out, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. If you're not raging to this, I, I don't know what you were doing. That is right. That is the theme to Project X, the Steve Aoki remix of Pursuit of Happiness, a Kid Cudi song, uh, which is a, a great song in and by itself, but is even better with the Steve Aoki a Project X remix. Oh, that gets it gets you hyped every time. It, it, and I have t- 
to this day never been to a Project X party, like something similar. Hey, so, we'll throw the uh, the Last Call it, Project X party maybe one of these days. So, uh, I don't think so. Not at my house. Well, you don't have a pool we can drive a car into. Brandon's house. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have goals. We have goals. Don't tell him. Don't don't let him listen to this. Shh, Brandon. We're not going to drive a car into your pool. Exactly. All right, Cam. What's your number two? Yeah, so for me, okay, so I used to DJ the parties at our fraternity. And I remember, like, my first year, basically, uh, they came to me and they were like, you know, we need some bangers. Like, that, you know, we need something that just hits. And I remember when I got up there, the dance floor was almost empty. And I got up there, I was like, I got to play something that's just going to get the twerk team out on the floor. Just all the thotties need to come to the floor and, uh, you know, the herd needs to come. So then there's one song in my mind that brings that out. And that's this one right here. And I'll tell you, if that dance floor was not packed, then I don't know. Like, if you didn't have a girl with you that night, then you you probably a homosexual or something. I don't know. <laughs> probably calling your mom saying, Mom, pick me up. I'm scared. <laughs> mom, you still told me the scarring was the thing. They're all dropping, popping, and locking, and I'm over there tying the yarn. <laughs> Jump to the left and shake that hand. <laughs> Meet new friends, tie that yarn. Well, mom, I wasn't meeting any new friends because they were all grinding <laughs> while I was over there doing the scar. <laughs> oh man, yeah the uh, the high fives and favors that came out of that song are immeasurable. Oh, oh, savage! How we miss you. Where 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 did he go? <laughs> What's he doing now? <laughs> He, he's alive, probably on an island, just hanging out with all his rich people money. From his from his one hit wonder. All righty, uh, my second one. Uh, I I didn't have like a great scenario for mm. this one, but we're we're, we're gonna do mm. it. We're gonna do it. I don't like this. So, you're going on a trip with your buddies, uh, and you're going somewhere probably where there's a beach. There's definitely a beach. Uh, maybe Cali, maybe Florida, depending on what you like. And you know what? You're, you're just having the time. You're, you're living your best life. And you have no motivation while you're there to ever go back to the real world. You don't want to live. You don't want to work. You don't want to do anything. So you put this on your summer playlist. But this song just is the epitome, the absolute epitome of how you're feeling right now. And that is... And I know 
I talked about Bryce Vine in one of the other episodes, but my God, Bryce Vine is just a vibe. My Holiday by I, Bryce Vine. Just dude is still so underrated. Dude, it, so underrated. it just puts me in a mood where I just want to do nothing other than just live my best life. I, I love this song. Oh, man. So go check that song out because I know we talked about Bryce Vine in one of the other episodes of the podcast, but man, I, I, he, he, yeah, I, I, I'm going to throw this out. I think I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I think it was the other Friday vibes episode. No, 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 no. We were talking about him for, no, 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 no. no. It we were, definitely was. Mm, I don't think it was, but regardless that uh, Bryce Vine, my holiday, uh, I love that <laughs> song and, and he's a, a great artist in my opinion. All right, Warner, what's your last one? All right, my last one. All right, this is uh, you and your buddies have been out drinking quite a bit. You know, kind of forgetting your week. You've had a bad week, and, uh, you know, whatever you're going through, you're just ready to be done with it. You've probably drank too much. You've definitely drank too much. But who fucking cares? You're going to live your life. You're going to go out in a blaze of glory on your Friday night. And this is a song you're on the dance floor. You're dancing like nobody's watching. This is a song you're hearing. We've man, all been there, man. you know, when you're just, you're, you're hammered, you're dancing, you don't care, you're just fucking arm pumping, like, whatever. Can't stop, won't stop. Man, th- so that song I, reminds me of the Leonardo DiCaprio version of uh, Great Gatsby. Like I, every time I in in what way in what way I'm very curious. This is a this is it's, a it's in that movie. Mix. It's it, literally in it that really? movie. That's yeah. Oh, dude, I need to. So like I when he has his party, it. that's like the opening song to it. it oh, that's sick. Yeah, it, like it, it. So I I believe uh, if I my memory is correct is when they're all in the hotel room. It's him. It's Daisy Buchanan. It's uh, um. Toby Maguire's character, whatever his name is, and, and they're all in the hotel room. They went into the city and they're having a party, or I think that's what it is. And and that song hits, and it you know it's just a great time. They're having a good time. So I, I that movie kind of ruined that song for me a little bit. But that every time I hear it, it it goes to to that. But still, it's still a great song. It, it definitely it has a great drop. Uh, no, absolutely love it. All right, Cam. I think you got one more. What is it? Okay, so this one, you are ready to get to level 11. You are ready to crank it up. You are taking your pre-workout, whatever you need. You're going to the gym. Whatever is about to drive you through a wall. You're ready to just you know punch through a wall, and you are just on another planet right now, and this is what you play to get you there. I'm so lost. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what wall are we driving through? Is this style? <laughs> I'm so lost. 
what? Let me tell you now. Uh-huh. That I had you too, myself. I don't want you around. I mean, it fucking I, okay, so when when I Cameron, work are out, you lifting like pink weights? I, I would say I don't conform. I don't conform to uh, you know. I'm not listening to heavy metal. I'm not listening to like gangster rap. I, I'm not listening to like old school. Like I'm listening to the Jackson Five, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm listening to Footloose. You know, some Kenny Loggins, like. Taylor Swift. I'm thinking you. I'm thinking you're you listening to like Jenner Funky Town. Out. Like what? <laughs> I'm, I'm all over. What this. is? What about that? It's driving you through a goddamn wall. Oh man. my like, god, man! I, I love I, Little Michael. Man, you talk about Little Michael. Oh, I don't like that. Five. No, Boy, I don't so. like that. <laughs> oh, I bet, I bet, I bet Big Mike. I, <laughs> I bet don't Big like Michael that loves at all. That's a, that's a, that's a dirt. That's a direct quote from The Longest Yard. Um, but, yeah, I love, like, Kenny Loggins, man. You get talking about some, you know, Tina Turner, uh, you know, I, I, even Taylor Swift. Like, <laughs> man, that makes me get amped. Like, I'm just, I'm Dude, bitching I, everything I just, that day. God damn, that, nothing, nothing helps me than Michael hitting those fucking high Dude, notes. that, that. Oh, all I'm saying man. is that dude that goes to your gym that is is too big for his shirt that that's clearly on something other than just protein. I just have a very hard time imagining him squatting five thousand pounds to. I want you back by Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five. I, I I'm sorry. I just I I can't see it. But you know what? To each their own. Uh, I'm also the guy that will all like listen to talk radio when I work out. So yeah, I, I guess I have no room to judge here. And and you'll still look like the way you do listening to talk radio. Oh, you shut up. I, I got oh, him. Fuck you. I look fine. Thank you very much. I am a very sexy, handsome man, as my mother tells me. Simp. Your mother Simp. calls you sexy. Oh. <laughs> okay, no. Uh, <laughs> no, mom. No, mom. Mom, Cut. pick me up. I'm scared. Cut. Redo. <laughs> mom, <laughs> pick me up. I'm scared. <laughs> no, she says I'm a very handsome young man. <laughs> Fuck. One of those. One of those deep uh, south. Deep we've south gone love way too long on this pocket. <laughs> oh, shut up. Oh, I hate all of you. The, uh, we've gone way too long on this podcast. All righty, so all right, you got one. I more. got one more, and uh, this song. All right, so uh, it's a Friday. <laughs> You're at work. <laughs> your mom. <laughs> your mom's hitting you up, saying, "Hey, hey, hey you mom's... up." <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do this anymore. This is our last show ever. I'm done. I don't want to do this. I cannot. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, All right. I don't want anyway. to do this anymore. It's, it was a misspeak. I'm sorry. It's not. Ugh. Shut up. All right. Here we go. I cannot. I can't hurt you, Aaron. <laughs> it's Friday at noon. Uh, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's even 5 p.m. You just got off work. 
but you need a little something to just get you through the last part of your day. Um, you know, maybe you're coming back from lunch and you got four hours left until, until the clock hits five, or maybe it's your long commute home, you know, maybe whatever the case might be. So you go to your safe haven, you hop on your, your favorite streaming service, uh, for your saving grace and you press play. And this is the very song that you hear. We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard our house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah, yeah. We got a call from our boy Danny Mac Hey, I, I know that song. I, I've heard it a couple times. <laughs> I think everybody might have heard it just a couple of times, but this is The Last Call Podcast. We really appreciate everybody for listening for 25 episodes. Cameron, we appreciate you being on. Um, we are going to take a couple-week break. Please follow us on Instagram, and we do have a TikTok as well, at the T-H-E-E Last Call Podcast at uh gmail well i guess our email is at gmail.com yeah that that's our that's our email but the t-h-e-e last call podcast is our tags on instagram on tiktok we will be posting there when we come back for season two we're going to take a couple week break we're going to improve some stuff hopefully uh we'll get some videos so we'll be able to post clips but we're very excited for what we're going to come up with here um and and so again thank you all your friends like uh Share the podcast, text them, even if you don't think it's that great, but you might think a friend might enjoy it, go ahead and send it over to them. Who knows? It might be their kind of thing, and they might enjoy it. So like, subscribe, and uh, share whatever you want to do. It's your choice. So, Cameron, any last words before we we head out? Uh, season two, these guys are going to come back better than season one. Uh, you know, when you're on the floor, there's nowhere else to go. But Jesus, uh, we hope. But I believe <laughs> in this podcast. I think we're going to do a hell of a job in season two. And uh, yeah, keep, keep it in. Sh- share with your friends. I think it's only going to get better. Thank you, everybody, for listening. From all of us at The Last Call Podcast, Nick and I and our guest Cameron, we hope you have a great fucking Friday. But you can't stay.